Welcome to the Speaker Driven Business Podcast for the entrepreneurs, the subject matter experts, and the difference makers who want to unlock the power of speaking driven strategies to accelerate impact, influence, and revenue. I'm your host, Jacqueline Nagel, and this is the place for straight talking, easy to implement 20 minute or less business speaking and communications insights and lessons, which will help you break through from unheard of to in demand. Let's go. Welcome to the first episode of Speaker Driven Business. This episode and this podcast has actually come about because of the questions that I am constantly asked about speaking, being paid to speak, and using speaking to drive business growth. The single most prevalent question I have been asked in the last seven years is this one, how do I get paid to speak? And it's such an interesting question. And it's interesting because firstly, it's surprising just how often the person asking the question is someone we would perceive as being a great speaker. And obviously, that means they're getting paid, right? But actually, often they're not. The second reason why I find the question really interesting is that there are literally a hundred different answers to this one question, like dozens of ways that we can get paid, generate revenue, raise capital, secure partnerships, run workshops, send our content viral, grow our businesses, accelerate movements, create demand, all the things which lead to getting paid. And thirdly, it's because it's frequently actually the wrong question. People are often asking me this question at the wrong part of their journey. Let me explain. So most people who are asking this question are yet to become good, let alone great speakers. They're actually yet to stand in front of an audience or an audience of people who don't already know them and have that audience wanting more, to be so damn good that people in front of them offer to pay them, offer to hire them, offer to engage them. It's what I call being so good that they, whoever your they is, that they come to find you. And when the question is coming from someone who is actually already a great speaker, just not getting paid for it for some reason, then that question is actually really easy to answer because it's usually just a matter of tweaking strategy. But before that, for most of us, before that, what it takes is the how-to. How to speak in a way that means you are able to move people from where they are now to where you want them to be and beyond that to where they never expected to be. And that's the skill. When it comes to being paid, whichever way you choose that to be, well, the actual payment is simply marketing your own one, a dash of commercial acumen and very clear strategy behind every move you make. But the first step is you must get good at speaking. And I do have to be honest, it is the prevalence and focus on this one question, how do I get paid to speak, that drives me more than a little mad. So after seven years of focusing on coaching and teaching, speaking, pitching and sales in Australia and across various countries right through the USA, and it being 22 years now since I first started teaching speaking and sales to my own teams, more than 20 years of speaking to drive multiple six, seven and eight figure growth that I've decided it's time to bring the secrets, the strategies and the insights from real world experience, not hypotheticals, not theory, not classroom teaching only, but real world experience and implementation for myself and for others of using speaking driven strategies directly to you. As a 29 year old taking over a family recruitment business, I did not ever set out to speak, let alone to teach it. I made it through what felt like walking through the fires of hell to become a half-decent salesperson in the world of recruitment. And for this little introvert, that was more than enough. 
But in taking over the business from my mother, she had established it after involvement in politics had made it hard for people to choose to hire her. And so she started a secretarial service in regional Queensland back in 1993. That became a temporary staffing business before morphing into a full recruitment services businesses. In 1995, I moved to Melbourne and Brisbane to cut my teeth with the leader in the recruitment industry at that time. Until the age of 29 in 2001, I was back in central Queensland and stepping in to take over that multi-million dollar recruitment business my mother had grown from scratch. Actually, I think these days we call it bootstrapping. But it was as I was putting this episode together that I actually realized she is the originator of using speaking to drive business growth. She spoke wherever and whenever she could about her business. What is really intriguing about when she started that business in 1993, in the 1990s in central Queensland, nobody knew what a temp was. So even to get business in the door, she had to speak and to educate the market on what it was, the benefits of using it, and why they should trust us to do this newfangled way of employing staff. So she was the originator of this strategy of speaking and educating to drive business growth, and she did it brilliantly. She would speak wherever she could about her business, about the benefits, and the topics she could really speak well on as a result of that. And she didn't just speak across her business. She spoke in her roles in politics, economic development. She came on board in terms of commerce. And it was through that that I saw the power of speaking. I just didn't want it for me. I actually had no intentions of following in her footsteps, none whatsoever. I would do anything but that, the speaking that is. Which is why what happened at the cocktail party to celebrate the changing of hands, the changing the guard, if you like, from my mother to me, leading the business was literally perfection. Let me preface this with it was 20 years ago and it was regional Queensland. But on the night of the cocktail party to celebrate this changing of the guard, I discovered that there was a book bets being taken on how long this business would last. Now, Margaret had given it to her daughter. Never mind, I'd been better trained and she was only handing it over because I was more than capable. But rather than being pissed off, as I probably would be right about now, I realized I'd been given the perfect cover story. You see, I didn't want to speak ever, yet it was a massive part of the business identity. And so within the next 24 hours, I had a very clear message to my team, to our clients and to our community. The business would never again be about one personal identity. We were a strong business, an incredible brand, and the brand would become the identity. And in that, and through seeding that story and that message, I was able to then send my team out to speak. We still got requests and we still filled them, just with anyone but me. The irony is I knew what to say and how to say it, and I would train them anything that would keep me in the back of the room. And my cover story was perfect. It worked brilliantly for a little more than two years until it didn't. One of the things I'd done as an introvert to take over and still be involved in business community was I got myself very involved on committees of organisations that mattered. And one of them was the Australian Institute of Management, which in the early 2000s in regional Queensland was incredibly strong. We were launching the 2002, I think it was, it might have been the 2003 Management Excellence Awards. And I was in my happy place as an introvert. I was actually on the registration desk at the entrance to the event. And that's where I love to be. Because by the time I walked into the room, I would have met most of the people in the room. And I didn't feel as walking into a room cold. So I was sitting on the registration desk. My two IC from the recruitment business were sitting with me. And all of a sudden, the chair of the ball comes running towards me. Now, 
The chair of the board looks like, for those of you who are familiar with it and can still remember it, the Back to the Future series, he looked like the professor out of Back to the Future. And he's running towards me, his white hair blazing and all animated. He gets to the registration desk and he says, Jack, 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 you have to speak. Oh, no, Jack, 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 Nadine's Mr. Fly. She was the speaker. I'm like, and thinking, why is he telling me that the speaker's Mrs. Fly? He's like, well, you're going to have to speak. And I was like, I don't speak. He's like, you're going to have to speak. I don't speak. You're going to have to speak. My cover story had been so convincing that it didn't cross his mind that I was actually telling the truth that I did not speak. I was sitting there saying, well, who's going to take her to the registration desk? My 2IC, who actually knew my secret, was almost on the floor in laughter. And she says, it's fine. I've got this. You go. And I realized they're being caught between the crosshairs of responsibility and fear. So I had 20 minutes to go before I needed to speak. So I raced outside, hyperventilating, pacing the street. And I thought to myself, I'll tell stories about Jeff Morgan and Andrew Banks, who I had worked with in that recruitment business in Melbourne and Brisbane. And as I'm racing back in with my stories of leadership, because they had really taught me a lot about leadership, with my stories of leadership, I suddenly thought, we're in regional Queensland. If I talk about two seats from the city, they're going to crucify me. So I quickly bumped in additional stories about the people who ran the tuck shop, the CWA, the surf life-saving clubs, all of that sort of stuff, the everyday leaders, and I bundled it all together. And I delivered it. When I came off this stage, the national president for AIM came up to me and said, we want a copy of your script because that was brilliant. And I'm thinking, copy of script. Okay, great. It's the first time I ever learned to reverse engineer a speech. And what happened by the end of that night, though, was by the time I walked out, I had three additional speaking engagements. And the only way to describe what happened for me is I became like the shy, quiet teenager that discovered crack cocaine. And I would speak anywhere for anyone at any time on any topic. Just give me a microphone, breathing bodies and let me go. And it was fantastic. I was in demand. Our business was suddenly growing month on month, even though it was already very healthy. It was growing month on month. And we also discovered that if we put anyone from my team into the event at the same time I was speaking, our business didn't just grow with it, it would spike and would not ever come quite back down to the level it had been. So we were getting this incredible growth. And I was in demand. People were asking me to speak. And then I realized I would run into people and they would say, hey, love to hear you speak at such and such an event. It was fantastic. I can't wait to hear you speak at this event. So I was in demand. I was well-liked. But I started to realize that they couldn't actually tell me what I had spoken about. They loved hearing me speak. They loved the feeling of hearing me speak. They loved my energy that I brought, but they couldn't actually tell me. Nobody ever spoke to me about what I'd spoken about. And that actually broke my heart because I realized that even though I was taking up all this time and energy, our business was growing and I was becoming the go-to expert, that nobody could actually remember what I told them. And in that heartbreak, I decided that I need to understand this more because obviously it worked. So I invested and I invested heavily. It became my obsession. I literally spent hundreds of thousands of dollars over the next few years immersing myself in all things speaking, speaking, training, facilitating, negotiating the principles of influence, totally immersed myself. Literally, I could not consume, read or learn enough about it. And everything I learned, I implemented. And before I knew it, people more than loved to hear me speak. They could actually remember what I spoke about. I now was not just seen and heard, but I was remembered and I was truly remembered and I was paid and I was getting referred. And in that entire process and the years since, speaking has deepened. It's deepened to become something, it's more than simply growing a business or becoming the go-to person or even 
being paid well to speak or even driving six figures revenue out of every time you speak, I've actually come to believe that deepest part to me that investing in the craft of speaking and using speaking-driven strategies and all of its facets, this is the single fastest way we've got to secure the future we dream of. This is the key to getting what we want. And this is something that even my son knew at the age of 15. We were actually on an island camping getaway for an Easter weekend with a number of families, including one of our closest family friends who had children about the same age. As Aiden and a couple of other of the kids are walking down the beach and so are we as the sun's setting, drinks in hand, walking to a vantage point to just sit on the beach and wrap the day up after a day of really beautiful salty activities out on the water. And just in front of us were Aiden and the couple of the girls and the girl's father stepped in beside Aiden. I could hear him say, hey, Katie's not doing so well in English. Would you mind having a word to her? And I remember thinking, it's Easter. My son's 15. Are you crazy? But one part of me also decided to be quiet and see what would happen. So Aiden stepped in beside Katie and he's like, hey, Katie, you're a girl, aren't you? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, do you want to get whatever you want when you grow up? And she's like, yeah, of course I do. And he's like, well, your dad tells me you're not doing that well in English. And she's like, what? And you could just see the confusion on her face. And he's like, you're going to have to get better at English because to get whatever you want, you're going to have to know how to use your words. And then he just stepped back again. And as I listened to him, I realized that in that he had epitomized what I'd already come to believe. He knew that the only way to get whatever you want is to get masterful at the art of communicating and the art of speaking. So this series is not meant to be your definitive answer to the speaking questions you have. It is meant to open your mind to the possibility that instead of just zeroing in on speaking and being paid to speak, you consider what it takes to create a speaking-driven business. Because here's the truth. Even if your deepest desire, your greatest focus is to become a professional speaker, you are building a speaking-driven business, which means we have to mesh the craft of speaking with the science of marketing and with skill of sales and the governance of strategy. And it all only works as well if we understand that every time we take to the stage, to the front of the room, to the podcast mic, to the YouTube camera, that we are in service to our audience. Speaking is actually a contact sport. It only works and gets stronger once you are in the arena. And like any marketplace, that arena can be brutal. My only wish for you as we move through this entire series on speaker-driven business is that we take this sting out of the hits and smooth the bumps wherever we can as together we navigate how to build your speaking-driven business one bite-sized episode at a time. Shall we begin? I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Speaker-Driven Business. And if you have, I'd love you to do two things for me. Number one, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And number two, leave a review so other people can find and enjoy the content we share. Online, you can find us on Instagram and connect with me personally on LinkedIn. Just head to anygiventuesday.com.au and you will find all the connection points there. Speaker-Driven Business is the show making speaking-driven strategies accessible to everyone, and I am honoured you tuned in.